Welcome to the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Eddie Hyatt, and I'm so blessed to be back with you today talking about the Holy Spirit and revival and talking especially about the heart, talking about a warmed heart. In the, the former episodes, we have talked about John Wesley and his warmed heart. I'm going to talk to you today about uh, Charles Finney, uh, a person mightily used by God, and how God transformed his heart. And the passage I want to use today, now we have read a number of passages about the importance of the heart, such as Proverbs 20, 23, 26, my son, give me your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. <laughs> Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we've talked about how the heart is the fountain in the center of the thoughts, the passions, the desires, the affections. When God gets our heart, it's that that most important, centermost core of our being. And when God gets our heart, he's got us. Now, this passage of scripture I wanted to speak to you about today, though, is Jeremiah 29, verse 12. Listen to this. God speaking to his people, Israel, who have been who have gone into captivity because of their sin. This is a message that Jeremiah sent to the people, the Israelites who had been, the Jews who had been taken captive to Babylon. And all this had happened because they had turned away. They had gone into idolatry and turned away from God. And he assured them, he said, and, and God said, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Oh, it's, God does not want some kind of outward formula, formal relationship with us. He wants our heart. He wants you. He wants your heart. Now, when I talk to you a little bit about Charles Finney, Charles Finney, uh, some consider him the greatest revivalist and evangelist since the uh, the apostles of the early church. He was born in 1792 in, in Upper State, New York. Uh, his his parents were not Christians. He said he he never heard his parents pray. He never saw a Bible growing up. Uh, he was studying law and uh, to be a lawyer, and and this is the first time he was exposed to the Bible because uh, many when he was reading these law books, many of the the laws, they had a biblical basis uh, for, for the laws. The laws had a biblical basis. And so he went out and he bought himself a Bible and he began to read it. And it was very interesting to him. And so there was a uh, uh, Presbyterian church not too far from where he lived. So he started visiting the Wednesday night prayer meeting. However, he's reading the Bible. This is all new to him. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't have any background. He doesn't have any uh, denominational glasses that he's looking through. He only has what he's reading in the Bible and comparing with what he's seeing. 
and uh, they all know that he is an agnostic, that he is not a believer, and they sort of wonder why he's coming to the prayer meetings, but they don't ask him until after several months. The elder who led the prayer meeting, and the prayer meetings were, he says, they were very dead and dry, and uh, said to him one night, said, Brother Finney, or Mr. Finney, would you like for us to pray for you? And if Charles Finney was anything, he was honest, maybe to a fault sometimes. But uh, he replied, no, I wouldn't. He said, and it's not because I don't think I need prayer. He said, but I have been attending your prayer meeting for six months and listening to your prayers, and I have not seen a single one of your prayers answered. He went on to say, therefore... I don't, even though I know that I'm a sinner and I need prayer, I can't see that it would do any good for you all to pray for me. (laughs) Well, this did two things. First of all, it made them angry. But then secondly, it put them under conviction. And now, now Finney, he's reading the Bible. Now he's, he has under conviction. And so one day he decided he was going to settle things with God. And he decided to go out into the woods on the edge of town, and that he was going to pray and he was going to give his heart to God. And uh, let me tell you, let me just read to you a little bit of what he says he experienced. He said he went out into the woods and he was praying and he was trying to give his heart to God. But he said, he said he, he just felt so dead. He felt so dry. And he felt that God was not listening. God was not hearing his prayer. And while he's trying to pray and so on, he hears a rustling in the leaves and he's startled and he's up and he looks around and he's wondering if somebody is listening to him and watching to him and and he feels a little bit embarrassed about it. He doesn't see anybody. And so he goes back to praying again. And so uh, he hears some rustling in the leaves uh, uh, there in the trees again. And again, he, 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 he is startled. He raises up to see if somebody is watching him and listening to him. And then all of a sudden, I'll read to you how he he described it. He says, an overwhelming sense of my wickedness in being ashamed to have a human being seeing me on my knees before God took such powerful possession of me that I cried at the top of my voice and exclaimed that I would not leave that place if all the men on earth and all the devils in hell surrounded me. Isn't that amazing? He he, he became aware of his wickedness at being ashamed of someone hearing him and seeing him on his knees in prayer. Now listen, he goes on. What, I said, now this is what he said there on his knees, talking to himself and to God. What, I said, such a degraded sinner as I am. You see, he has come under conviction. Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of sin. If someone is under conviction of the Holy Spirit for their sin, for heaven's sake, don't try to give them a false comfort. Let let the Holy Spirit of God do his work do his his complete and final work in their hearts. And this is what is happening to Finney. What? 
such a degraded sinner as I am on my knees confessing my sins to the great and holy God and ashamed to have any human being and a sinner like myself know it and find me on my knees endeavoring to make my peace with my offended God? And then he goes on, he comments on this. He says, the sin appeared awful, finite. What sin? The sin of his pride that he was ashamed to see or somebody to see him on his knees praying to God. He says, just at that point, this passage of scripture seemed to drop into my, my mind with a flood of light, the one that we just read. Then you shall go and pray unto me, and I will answer you. Then you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And man, this was the change. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit flooded his mind and his heart. The conviction of sin lifted off of him. His heart and mind was filled with what seemed like a supernatural settledness and peace. And so he, he, he finally got off his knees and began to walk back to the village. He said, I soon reached the road that led to the village and began to reflect upon what had passed. And I found that my mind had become most wonderfully quiet and peaceful. I said to myself, what is this? I must have grieved the Holy Ghost entirely away. I have lost all my conviction. He had been under conviction of the Holy Spirit and, and, and feeling the weight and the guilt of his sin. For, for so long, and now it is all gone. And he, he's, he's wondering if he's grieved the Spirit away. No, he has given his heart to God. There used to be a, a worship course back in the 70s. Give it all. Give it all. Give it all to Jesus. And he will turn your mourning into joy. Oh, my friends, if you haven't already, Give it all to Jesus. Give him your heart today. Let's, let's ignite another worldwide revival by letting the world know it's not enough to have an outward formal ritualistic form of Christianity. No, God wants your heart. He wants your affections, your love, your passions. Your commitment. He wants your all in all. He wants your heart. Ah, this, this is revival, my friends. Finney out of this became revival broke out in the, the, the Presbyterian church there that he had been attending as, as an agnostic. As he began to witness of what had happened to him, revival began to break out. A short time afterwards, he, he quit his law practice, went into the ministry. And God used him mightily. The rest is history. Oh, how the church needs a new revelation of how God wants our heart. And if we will seek him, we will find him when we seek him with all our heart. I'm Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I hope you'll check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. Um, there's a bookstore there. My books on revival, they will stir you. They will help you. 
my book, 2000 Years of Christianity, there's also a study guide that goes with it. You, you can use it to teach a course on revival. My book, 1726, I've been talking about feel packed with powerful stories, people's hearts being changed, great powerful revivals transforming entire communities. All this is what we need, folks, in the modern world of the modern church. We've got to have another visitation of God. Thank you for being a part of the Eddie Hot podcast. Check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. You'll find all kinds of resources there. You will find a uh, uh, contact information. I'll look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.